not too windy this morning nor later today, but tomorrow it's going to be really windy and uh, feeling a heck of a lot colder. Which, uh, up until now, uh, the province's 12,000 cattle producers have been uh, saving some big money on feed and energy costs this winter because of the balmy temperatures. Recent mild weather had uh, saved a lot of farmers on feed, letting uh, cattle graze in pasture. Some farms suggest 2500 bucks a day on cattle feed saved and straw costly, of course, too. So not having to lay all that down for bedding to keep uh, cattle warm. Has been a cost-saving measure as well, too. But that's all coming to an end this week as uh, the Arctic air is uh, set to return. David Phillips from Environment Canada now with me. And, David, uh, El Nino off the Pacific, which has been warming and influencing our weather the last couple of months. Is it breaking down? Are we losing the battle to an advancing cold front? What's going on? Well, that's clearly the way. I mean, it, it's uh, both uh, El Nino and Polar Vortex share the limelight in uh, in this kind of a year. But don't sort of give up on El Nino. I think it's peaked in December, but it's still there, it's still a force. We see its weather effects around the world. And even this cold period that we get, boy, you can't, you, you just knew this was going to come. To see some brutally cold temperatures later in the week, temperatures of minus 20 that you haven't seen, and my gosh, minus 30 you haven't seen either. And we might see both of those this week. El Nino, what happens is just kind of, eases up, and then all of a sudden those breezes start blowing again, and it kicks that cold air way up to the north. The cold air is not as a bully as you might think. It can actually, it moves if it's forced to. I think in a, in a week's time, uh, next week, sort of middle of next week, we see the cold kind of moderating. I don't think we're going to see melting temperatures uh, next week, but and by this time, you've already acclimatized to it. I mean, today, this could It's be shocking cold. today, David. It's shocking it today. After minus 13, minus 15 overnight lows, this is getting a little shocking, my friend. Oh, but are, are you suggesting is. that maybe uh, like a polar vortex or Arctic Dome? We're not going to be using those terms, are we, in the next uh, month or two? No. Because, you know, polar vortex doesn't, you know, get a cold blast of air from the north. It doesn't mean it's a polar vortex. I mean, that system begins in the stratosphere, way up above where jet aircraft fly. But it just could be cold air coming at the surface, just moving from the south. And we see this every time there's a little Alberta clipper. You saw one yesterday and today and tomorrow. They get a little stronger. They bring in a bit of snow, welcome snow. But then they draw that cold air further down. And so now the jet stream is much further south. It's in the United States, and, and so we're all in the, in the cold air here in Canada. And so it just kind of reinforces the, the cold air comes in further uh, from further north, and it's resupplied. So, But, hey, you're right. Uh, a good point you raised. I mean, it just doesn't mean every time you get a cold wave doesn't mean the polar vortex is acting up. I mean, that's often sometimes you can go a whole year without the polar vortex. That's the real real cold stuff that, that can go on for a week or, or longer. And, hey, there's still time for that to come. But my sense is that we're going to see this week uh, some temperatures that you haven't seen before this, this year, and, uh, and it's not unexpected. Okay, David, I appreciate you dropping by again. Bye, Greg. David Phillips from Environment Canada. So you heard it. Cold weather is here for a while now, so that scratchy, dry skin is going to be quite common. If you listen to the experts, by the way, our showers are making our skin worse. Dermatologists say if you want what's best for your skin, you got to be taking maximum five-minute showers using lukewarm water.
There are a lot of people who seem sick lately. I've been hearing a lot of people coughing, sniffing, sneezing, and having to stay home, which is always a good thing to do, right, if you're sick. And, in fact, uh, our very own Evan Bray, star of the Evan Bray Show here at 830 this morning, uh, had to pull the pin at the last minute here because uh, he's feeling pretty bad under the weather right now. It is going around. Ironically, our top doc here in the province, Dr. Shahab, is one of the guests here to talk about all the bugs going around and then some. So uh, Taylor McPherson is putting the show together. He'll be here at 8.30 filling in for Evan Bray. And uh, the hockey world certainly talking a lot about the big hit on Friday. Connor Bernard got hurt. He was just leveled by Brandon Smith of the New Jersey Devils. He wasn't penalized. Even the analyst watching said uh, looked like a clean hit. Oh, watch right here is Bernard. He's got such... Slick hands, and there he makes a move right there. No, it, it, it looks like Brandon Smith just steps up and, and catches him. Yes, he ends up getting him in the mouth area. That's clean. That, that, that's yeah. clean. The, the, the elbow's down. The follow-through or just the impact kind of maybe clipped him in the mouth where Bernard was a little shaken up, and you hope he's okay. But here comes Nick Foligno to the aid of the young star. and. Yeah, Nick Foligno got into a scrap or two there. He had to leave the game. Eventually, uh, he had a fractured left finger from a fight after uh, defending Connor. But uh, even Luke Richardson, the Blackhawks coach, said after, it was just a freaky thing. But it is pretty sad because uh, he's now on the injured reserve list with a broken jaw. And was having, like, just an awesome season. He was on pace for 77 points in his first season. Month of December. And uh, November, he was Rookie of the Month, both months, in the NHL. And now he's going to have to miss his first uh, hometown game in Vancouver on January 22nd. I know many of you had bought tickets uh, for Christmas presents for the fam to go see him in uh, Calgary on the 27th. Not likely to make that one either. Now, we don't know for sure, but they're also forecasting he's going to miss the All-Star game uh, next month in Toronto, too. Broken jaws, probably going to be out a considerable length of time, but who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, high atop the NHL right now, the Winnipeg Jets. How long have you Jets fans waited for this? Leading the league with 56 points. They've just been on a miraculous run of their own, just like the Oilers who won again Saturday night, seven straight. They're back. After two months of being uh, near the bottom, at the bottom, only San Jose was worse. The Oilers have uh, put it together. They're in a playoff spot again. And here at home are Regina Pats. They've been having a tough struggle as of late, but they uh, snapped a losing skid. They beat Victoria 2-1 in overtime on Saturday, and that snaps a seven-game losing skid. And they're going to host Calgary on Friday night at the Brant, and on Saturday night, the Moose Jaw Warriors, they were down like 6-1 early in the third. Then they scored five straight goals. They tied the game 6-6 against the Broncos, but uh, couldn't pull it out of it uh, with a victory. They lost in the end 7-6, but still, that loss snapping a five-game winning streak for the Warriors, who are uh, built for the playoffs. After all those trades last week, Broncos made a big one. They gave up a lot, though. Swift Current's future uh, after this. It's a little questionable. I'm sure you fans in Swift Current are kind of uh, curious as to why uh, so much was given up there. But uh, Moose Jaw, the Blades, all packing up here. It's going to get uh, pretty interesting in the uh, coming months here in the WHL.
words, weapons, sharpen knives, makes you wanna have the other half down. They used to be one of my favorite bands, In Excess in the 80s, led by Michael Hutchins. I know I've told the story of meeting Michael Hutchins, I think, previously on this show. Uh, back in the day when NXS was at the height of their fame, that album Kick, which is quite the story in itself. When they first played that album in its entirety for their uh, record label president, he said, I'll give you another million to go record another album. He hated it. Well, that album went on to sell 12 million copies around the world. But uh, having met uh, Michael Hutchins, he's quite, he was quite the introvert. He uh, has since passed. And uh, I, I just couldn't believe how he was a handsome guy. That's for sure. And he was on all the trade magazines. He was on Esquire. He was like, he looked like a model. And uh, the girls that I had taken backstage to meet him, it, it, they were just like, they, they were gaga. They didn't know what to say. And he had a real presence. But at the same time, he seemed so nervous. It's, it's always the case. A lot of people ask me, what's it like meeting some uh, celebrities behind the scenes? Quite often, they are introverts. And they're almost uncomfortable. And uh, I even saw an interview with uh, Jodie Foster on the weekend that was really good. Real in-depth. Boy, her new show coming on, uh, I think it's Crave, uh, True Detective, new season. It looks really good. But she was saying, hyping up this new series, that she is definitely an introvert. And having to be a celebrity takes a lot of effort and work. And it's uh, it's true. Most of these celebs that uh, I've met in the past are very introverted. It's unusual that they... They choose a career that they have to be out there. Uh, speaking of out there, the 81st Annual Golden Globe Awards were on last night in Beverly Hills. Gone is the Hollywood Foreign Press, which was sort of that weird cabal of foreign journalists who accepted gifts and hobnog with uh, talent in order to, uh, well, it was just all shady behind the scenes, right? But uh, Dick Clark Productions has taken over the Golden Globe. So in Dick Clark's name, you know that it's, Nowhere near as seedy because of what he is famous for producing on television, at least his company anyhow. But uh, where it went wrong last night, maybe the only minor flaw was the host. Because a lot of people kind of are beating up on uh, Joe Coy, who uh, has been seen uh, as an entertainment host slash comedian, now a comedian. He was kind of like a last minute hire. Chris Rock originally was, was going to do this. And then Ali Wong. And then they all said no. And then they, they turned this guy, Joe Coy, into... Well, three weeks ago, you're hosting the Golden Globes. So he told a few jokes. One shot of Taylor Swift. This was uh, funny for some. As you know, we came on after a football doubleheader. Uh, The big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL. On the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. I swear. There's just more to go to here. Sorry about that. There were a lot of eye rolls uh, as you uh, watched. The secondary laugh actually came from Taylor, who looked uh, on the big screen surprised and then took a sip of her drink and not really amused. But I kind of think she was dead Benny. I don't know, just me. But anyhow, he kept trying, telling a few more. I loved Oppenheimer. I just, I just got one complaint. Needed another hour. So I felt like it needed some more backstory. I thought that one was good. Let's try another. The key moment in Barbie is when she goes from perfect beauty to bad breath, cellulite, and flat feet. Or what casting directors call character actor. Oh, <laughs> that didn't work. Yo, I got the gig 10 days ago. You want a perfect monologue? Yo, shut up. You got, you're kidding me, right? 
slow down. I wrote some of these, and they're the ones you're laughing at. Look. Yeah, it, uh, it, it got worse as it went on. Anyhow, as for the awards, Oppenheimer, as you heard, best picture, uh, best motion picture, and uh, um, Robert Downey Jr., even uh, Christopher Nolan took home individual awards for that movie, of course. Lily Gladstone from Killers of the Flower Moon, the first indigenous actress to win best female actor in a motion picture, and a lot of people think she'll win at the Oscars as well. Barbie lost out to Poor Things for Best Musical or Comedy Film, but it did win for Cinematic and Box Office Achievement. Emma Stone, dressed as Barbie, of course, in a dress complete that was uh, inspired by one of the Barbie dolls, uh, took to the stage and said thank you. Succession was named Best TV Drama. And a lot of its stars won for uh, work on that as well. The Bear won Best TV Musical or Comedy. And a couple other uh, TV notes. The White Lotus is coming back. Season 3 is going to begin filming next month. And Reese Witherspoon on the red carpet last night at the Golden Globes confirmed another season of Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies Season 3? I mean... Confirm it. Come on, I won't tell anyone. We are working on it. Lots of cold and flu going around right now, and uh, Saskatchewan's top doc, Dr. Shahab, is going to be one of the guests uh, coming up a bit later on here this morning. On the Evan Bray Show, which uh, Evan was all set to uh, hit the airwaves, but uh, just couldn't pull it out. He is uh, he's under the weather, sick, ironically, as Dr. Shahab appears. And uh, Taylor McPherson is going to handle duties today. Hopefully Evan can get back tomorrow. It's uh, almost 824 now, and uh, there's lots of conversation about that Boeing 737 MAX that lost a window and door altogether. They found it. Uh, before it uh, landed, the entire crew and 171 passengers landed safely. But this happened on uh, Friday on Alaska Airlines. And there are a lot of videos circulating online of what it looked like inside there. That would be scary. You could see the night skyline. And it was eerily quiet. Some of the video I saw, there was no panic. People were probably just like frozen, scared, couldn't believe what was happening, hoping they land safely. But a passenger by the name of Evan Smith described it for us. It was about as wide as a refrigerator and about as high as two-thirds of a refrigerator in height. There was a really loud bang towards the left rear of the plane and a whooshy noise and all the air masks dropped. Just kind of sit there's not anything I have any control over. And it's just wait and see what happens. Yeah, thankfully no one was actually sitting in that spot. But uh, as as the plane kind of popped loose like that, of course, the decompression started. And uh, when you see the seat right next to where the window was, it's just like all plastic and metal, right? And anything that was, you know, cushiony has just been stripped of it. And, oh, man, they found the door, though, in the backyard of some guy's house. No one was hurt on the ground, thankfully, either. NFL Wild Card Weekend is all set. Well, who have you got here? The Bills? Man, they clinched a playoff berth after uh, Tennessee beat Jacksonville earlier in the day, and then they beat Miami last night. They're going to host Pittsburgh on Sunday. Miami fell to the sixth seed. It will play AFC West champion Kansas City Saturday night. Cowboys clinched and uh, will play Green Bay 
led by Jordan Love. Rams facing Detroit. Eagles traveling to Tampa Bay, and the Browns are off to Houston. Danny Barrett there on the sidelines for Houston. He's been the running back coach in Houston for the last six seasons now. CJME News Time is 826.